Hello and welcome to another one of hanging out with your favorite farm here at Grappling Gardens and the Grappling Gardens podcast. Um, we are on episode number seven, I think. Yeah, seven. Sure. Um, I'm by myself today though, but we are actually going to go into a little bit different um, dive today because we don't have a ton of new items on the docket for our farm. We do have uh, some exciting news, but I'll probably um, I'll be releasing that on, on a new podcast in the new year to kind of highlight what's going on. But otherwise, um, I hope everybody's getting ready for Christmas and the holiday season and, and everybody's having a great time. And uh, I hope everybody has a great Christmas this weekend. And then uh, we go into the new year already. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. But today... Um, I want to talk about the farm. We talk about the farm every time, but I want to talk about the farm and I want to actually explain how we started because I think a lot of people, even my friends and family, um, they always ask that of just like, why, why did, why did you do this? Or why did we do this? Or why, why is this how it started? And we're not going to get into, uh, specifically some of the more interesting questions like how our logo was created and where we started with that. But I am going to start on, um, and I'm going to call this one, the uh, we started with the clove. And this episode is about how we started as a business and where we've really, you know, kind of like how things progressed and how we ended up getting established and then kind of entering into year one, year two of our business where we were at, and then obviously talk about just kind of where we're at right now. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, honestly. I, I just, I don't even, it's like hard to fathom some of the items that we're like, um, that we started with and how it all started, really. I mean, we've really been fortunate in a lot of ways, but starting off, for those of you who don't know about our farm, Grappling Gardens is now an agrotourism farm, produce farm. So agrotourism means that we like allow people to come on the farm and do pumpkin farm items. And we also have a couple summer events that we do that we host. But we didn't start with that stuff. We didn't start with pumpkins. We didn't really start with a lot of the items that we have now. Um, we've got this huge um, farmer's market spread right now. And we didn't start with that either. Um, we started with garlic and that's one of the craziest things I think to have happen is us starting with garlic and moving on to where we are at now, but let's go back. All right. So we're starting in about 2016. So my grandfather will actually even go further back. We'll go way far into the like 19... We'll go into like 1940s, all right? So my grandpa um, was born on a farm in 1934. He was born uh, at the Get- at the Getz's farm. Um, that's on County CC, right where the pumpkin farm is, right where everything is. Um, he was raised on that farm and ended up purchasing it from his parents, um, a portion of the farm that he owned um was also from his grandparents which is a whole thing that's there's been a lot of generations of gets on the land which has been fantastic and our side 
has had the grandparents side land. So basically I'm like the sixth or seventh generation to be on the land, which is really awesome, a phenomenal thing. But that land existed for a very long time. Um, my grandma refused to live on the farmland. So my grandpa owned the farmland. My grandma refused to live on it. We had, uh, basically the side that we use for the pumpkin farm and for our produce, it had been rented out for probably near 15, 20 years, pretty much as long as I can remember that farm was rented out on the side that we currently operate on. And the other side, um, you know, is being used elsewhere or, you know, with the tree farm and everything like that. But we had always had that side rented. And when I was in college, so my grandpa had the ability, obviously, of the land, had, had the availability of the land. And in college, I had uh, gone to Central Michigan. Um, I had been over there for a year and ended up transferring back near home to UW Platteville. In that transferring, I took it upon myself that I really, my parents and, and aunt and uncle and aunt along with my grandparents, all ran a pumpkin farm back in the day, just like a small mom and pop pumpkin farm for fun. And I always looked at the pictures and I thought that that would be so much fun to have a family business like that, a family garden, some really fun stuff. My dad has always been really big into gardening. We've always been an outdoor type family. So when I moved back home, I knew that that part of the farm was being rented. And I had kind of kicked around my first year at UW Platteville, like, man, I really would like to run a business on it just to do something fun. I'd like to grow produce. We have 11 tillable acres. That's a ton of farm land. Like I'd like to do something with it. So I did a lot of research. I tried to figure out what would grow really well in Wisconsin. What didn't require a lot of heavy equipment because right at first, the farm had a 19. So this, these were my tools that I had accessible. I had a 1954 Ford Jubilee gas powered, not even diesel powered, or not even diesel fuel. It was gas. That's what it ran on. And again, this is 2016, 2017. So like that tractor, that tractor was, is older than my dad. And at the time it's like, man, that thing's like 60 years old. It's over 60 years old. And that's what I had. I had that. I had a field cultivator and that was about it. I I had those two pieces of equipment and nothing else. So I didn't even have planters to use or anything like that. So those are my restrictions is, okay, I have that type of equipment. I want to take, I want some type of crop. Well, I have to find a crop that maybe is a little bit more labor intensive. I was on the wrestling team at UW Platteville. And I very much like was okay with putting in a lot of hard work. So I was looking at crops that maybe required a little bit more hands-on options, but also, you know, you you could plant in a smaller patch and have like a fun little hobby business. So I ended up planting garlic. Like I ended up coming up with the idea of garlic. You know, there's a lot of fun little crops that can, can work, but garlic, it basically required getting the field prepped, getting everything all set, planting in the field, which required rows, which were easy to either do with a hoe or with that field cultivator. And then we could, then we could like 
We could plant and then we could cover with straw, which again is a very labor hands-on thing. So you can plant with your hands. You can, you know, create the furrows with your hands or with the tractor equipment that we have. You can cover with straw. Boom. Done. Very easy. Um, But like, again, it's one of those things where like, it's not, um, it sounds really easy. It's, It's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun though. But it was one of those items where it's like, it's really great on a small scale and it's fun to do on a small scale, but that's like where we were at. I mean, we literally used corners of that field. So there were a couple sections in that field that basically were like a quarter acre or a half acre lot that was surrounded by woods that was really hard to get the big heavy machinery in there for the renter that was currently on the property. So it wasn't really cost effective for them to do it. So they're totally okay with getting a little bit of like a less rental cost and then not even have to use that little um, section. So we ended up using it and we started with garlic. And when we decided to do garlic, one of the biggest things we did was we we tried to make sure it grew. So the year before we actually planted on the field, we tried a small patch. I think we planted about a hundred cloves at my parents' house. And what was funny was at that time, we didn't even know garlic was different. We, we didn't even know that there were different varieties of garlic. For, the, for those of you who don't know, there are different varieties of garlic. It's like onions. But originally, we thought that there was only one type. So it's like ha- assuming that there's only one type of onion out there for everything. But obviously, we're planting garlic. But we had one type of garlic. And what we did was we wrote down what grocery store we got the garlic from to test plant it. And that's something to note is that you can actually grow the grocery store garlic, or if you go to a local farmer's market, the garlic that you buy there, you can actually grow that stuff. I mean, not a lot of people know that, but like, you can just buy it to grow it. Um, but it was crazy. It was like, it was like, oh, well, here's like pick and save garlic and, you know, piggly wiggly garlic and had like all these different, you know, options. Turns out they're all like the same variety. They're all California white or whatever the, the over the general variety is, but that was what we were growing and we were marking them as. So it wasn't even that we had like different varieties. We literally grew garlic, generic garlic is what it basically became. Um, and, and it grew well, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well that's great. What are we going to do to sell garlic bulbs? Like, okay, cool. We're selling garlic bulbs. What makes it different from going to the vegetable vendor that has cucumbers, tomatoes, garlic, um, onions, everything like that. What, what makes us different? And that's when we started looking into garlic varieties. And then we ended up getting a start on four garlic varieties. Four ones were, we had Georgia Fire, which we still currently have, Music, which we currently still have as well, German Red, and Extra Select, which we have thus swap them out with better varieties that we have um, discovered to be better for us. But those were our four varieties to start and our generic, what we called grappling garden select or something like that, where it was like the generic garlic that we had regrown. But that was our start point. We literally had trialed garlic, figured out that it grew, came up with four varieties to get, planted that in the field that we had, which we only were able to use the Ford tractor with the cultivator and then get our like, and then have our like 
you know, obviously a lot of labor going on, but like that was, it was very, very, um, basic. There wasn't a lot of, um, depth on it. It's kind of crazy to think about, but anybody who's trying to start their own farm business, I think it's something, I think it's a good note for you to, to think about is you don't have to start huge right away. We started with garlic and we've got all the way to the size that we are in adding like all these other features. We added a pumpkin farm. Like we have a ton of options right now. We do our farmer's markets with our garlic. We have maple syrup. We have honey. We have pickled um, products. We also have like our pumpkin farm. But going back to 2017 or 2016 when we planted so 2016, we have everything planted. We plant in October. So when garlic is ready, it's it's July. So the entire reason why I had the operation was that when I was home from college, I could also sell my produce. So like a lot of produce you plant in spring, it's it's ready in like September, October. Garlic is a is a crop that's ready early. So that being said, it was like, okay, sweet. Like I have a crop that doesn't require a lot of equipment, doesn't require a lot of, you know, outside factors other than a lot of elbow grease. And it's going to be ready at the end of July, beginning of August to sell. So I'll have four weeks till I go to college to sell this. All right. Which was, which is crazy. So, so we have all that. So we had all that going. Um, and like, again, it's like we started with a quarter, not even a quarter. It was like a 10th of an acre of garlic, which is a lot, but like you're looking at like 2,000 bulbs or cloves that become about 2,000 bulbs, maybe 1,500. That's what we started with. We started with just garlic and then we went to the Germantown Farmer's Market, which had a total of 10 vendors. And the first day I, I remember, this is pretty crazy is my dad actually the first day we were, we were doing the germantown farmers market which cost us 40 dollars for the entire year um my dad had scheduled a shingle person to deliver shingles that day so they're supposed to come between 8 and 10 and the farmer's market was from 8 to noon so like i asked my mom and my aunt i had asked them to uh to work it up until I got there. And that like, I was so excited to do it. And, and (laughs) funny story, the shingle person doesn't show up until noon. So, so I didn't even get a chance to go to the first farmer's market that grappling gardens had as a whole, but the different varieties of garlic was so unique over there that we ended up making the $40 back in the market. Now, granted, that's not a huge margin. You know, you're saying, okay, we're there for four hours. We made 40 bucks. Obviously the cost and everything like that. But in my head, I'm like, that's a victory because we already paid back the farmer's market. I'm in college. You know, obviously things are way different than they, than they were back then. But it's just funny seeing that stuff and hearing that stuff and, and really kind of reminiscing on it because it, it really was um, one of those, wow, that's, we didn't like fail. Like, like, like it wasn't a crop that like, is useless. You know, it's like we, you start up with a couple hundred bucks and all of a sudden it's, it's one of those things where it went, okay, we made our money back here. And you know, if we do, you know, 50, a hundred bucks a weekend and I'm back through October, 
maybe we'll make, you know, 1500 bucks. That'd be awesome. And, you know, we ended up being able to sell it all out and make all the money back that we had first year on, on all of our upfront costs. But that's literally how Grappling Garden started. Once I had told my dad about the, the actually having the garlic, he had the fun idea of starting a beehive operation because he said, oh, well, it'd be great for our garden. It'd be great for other things. So he ended up doing his beehive while I was doing the garlic for the first year. But like his idea of the beehive stemmed from that I was going to do a little farm business. So it was something to add to the stand. So my dad started with one beehive. It might have been two. Don't quote me on the one. It might have been two, but one or two beehives and that was it. And we had maybe... 20 pounds of honey, 30 pounds of honey. Um, I think we had 20. I think it was like, it was 18 to 20, I think somewhere in that range, which is insane. I mean, we're going, we're talking about several, we're talking about like 300 pounds of honey this year compared to 20 our first year, which is just, it's, it's fun to think about that stuff, but that's really where we started. And that's kind of the origin is just an idea in college of moving back home. We had the ability and the restrictions of like, what we had to use and we've kind of gone from there. So as you know, as you know, I mean, we've gone from just doing our garlic and our honey. We started tapping maple trees. So we did maple syrup then. And then we ended up coming up with pickled garlic scapes, which was fantastic. And then after that point, you know, we just kept building and now we have our, our pumpkin farm and our events and all that fun stuff. But it really has, um, been a fun ride and, and it's just it's funny to think that it all started with the clove i mean it's uh it it is uh a, a fun story to tell people is that this all was started because of garlic and not that i not that everybody needs to farm garlic or anything like that because i don't think it's cost effective for everybody or like the best option for everybody to farm but what i would say is start with something because it's impossible to come up with better ideas and bigger ideas and revise things without doing something. You know, you need to have an action to figure out what's going right or wrong. You know, I, I, I help coach a lot of wrestling and we always talk about like hand motion and footwork and everything like that. And if you don't move your feet, you'll never get a reaction from your opponent on how to react. And then you can't react off their reaction because there's no reaction. So like, if you start with something, you at least can build from it and or figure out what can work and what can't work. I mean, we had a couple flops, which I'm sure I'll get into at some point, And those were great things where we've kind of sprinkled them back into our business at this point in different ways, but was something that we learned from, okay, that's not what we really want, but this is something that we can use is this little bit of it. So go have fun, go try to start something. And Maybe it'll just start with a clove. So that's my talk today. Obviously, we're, you know, it's kind of a story, but we're spreading it because it's Christmas time. So it's like one of those things where I feel like there's a lot of, you know, fireside stories that are being told. I don't know if maybe that's nostalgic, but like that's how I envision like Christmas is like, you know, you're reading books, you're watching fun movies, you're having like family time, and you're listening to some fun, um, happy stories. So that's something where I hope this, you know, if you listen to it before Christmas, I hope. It brings you some joy, but even if you're listening to it in spring or multiple years down the road, I hope it I hope it gives you that like little bit of a, hey, you can do it. And 
at least try it. I mean, that's, that's the best part is try it. You never know what can happen. So have a great one. We will uh, be back in the new year.